Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz with Meena Tasha, Mankaran and Marasia. The day has finally arrived. The Vancouver International Film Festival kickstarts today and we have on the show the Festival Director of Programming, Curtis Velaschuk. Curtis, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you so much. And you, uh, you actually gave me a momentary uh, moment of panic there because the festival actually kicks off tomorrow. Oh, it does. Oh, my goodness. Is it there already? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's 29th, it gets going. I'm I'm a little excited, I think. So I've oh, got I, ahead. I appreciate of... the seven. <laughs> well, you are part of the team that carefully curates and brings together one of Canada's most respected film festivals. It must seem really, really special, right? We're just about one day away from the big um, beginning of this forty-first year. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is really exciting. I think you um, you know you honestly spend the entire year working towards this, and I think given circumstances the last couple years with COVID and restrictions and all these things, it's really been, I think this year's festival is a culmination of, uh, of several years of work, of rebuilding, and knowing that we still have a ways to go as well before we get back to full normalcy. Interesting you said that because I believe last year you kind of opened up, had a little bit of online, had a few viewings or interactions in person, but how is it going to be this year? Uh, yeah, so this year we're going to have over 300 uh, events, you know, live events in theaters. Uh, many of those are screenings. There's also some, uh, some talks, uh, some live concerts as well, which is really exciting. And um, the online component will, will still be there, but it'll be much more modest than, uh, than past years. Um, so in cinemas, we'll see about 135 feature films as well as 100 short films. And um, online, it's going to be over 24 feature films. That's beautiful. You're like getting bigger and better every year. Yeah, let's hope so. I think um, you know. I think it's a really, uh, it's a really impressive year um, for films as well. I think especially when you consider that all these films were made you know, in in restriction times and uh, with artists having to consider a lot of different things they never considered before in terms of keeping their crew and cast safe. And yet, you know, all these films come to us uh, really beautifully realized in a in a way that feels completely uncompromised as well. And this year too, I see a melange of films representing diverse voices from Iran, from Bangladesh, Denmark, Slovakia, Spain, India and Pakistan. Now, are the central ideas of the films getting bolder? Do they have a theme? Is there a trend? I think there's, um, you know, there's probably a few in a program this large. There's a few themes that kind of emerge. And, uh, you know, again, that's kind of like once it's it, it, you kind of see it taking shape as you're going along, but sometimes it's an opportunity once it's all set in stone to kind of step back and, and take a look at it. So I think there's like some really um, fascinating documentaries this year that kind of deal with uh, exhuming uh, suppressed histories, you know, be that something like Black Ice that looks at um, uh, the history of black players in, in ice hockey, um, something like Unarchived, which is a uh, Vancouver-produced documentary that looks at how uh, archives and museums have kind of played a, a role unwittingly in terms of the um, uh, kind of marginalization of, uh, of many uh, communities and, uh, and their histories, and erasures of histories. Uh, I think there's also a lot of like really exciting narrative films that uh, kind of have female protagonists at the front lines of like, sometimes it's war zones, like a film like Klondike. Sometimes it's uh, moments of kind of societal change in a film like Cold Jane. And um, those are really, uh, really exciting films as well. Also, a lot of films that, uh, you know, uh, this will always happen with international festival. Um, but I think that uh, when people were forced the last couple of years to think about how they're shooting films, a lot more films that really kind of take in 
the um, the regions where they're shot as actual you know physical backdrops. Uh, so a lot of panoramic uh, films in terms of their vistas and settings. And then uh, our new Vanguard competition series has eight films that are by new directors, but I think all those are really uniquely tied to the regions that they come from as well, the, the histories and cultures of those regions. That's beautiful, Curtis. I, I mean, I can only imagine hardly Vancouver International Film Festival 2022 gets over. You must be getting busy for the next year is what I can imagine. But let's let's shift focus to the South Asian films. I believe Joyland, a Pakistani film, uh, that's creating quite a few uh, waves. And it's because it's the first pa- Pakistani film uh, at the festival by debutant director Saim Sadiq. It also won uh, another award, a uh, Queer Palm Award at Cannes. So this is special. You want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, it is. And I think that, you know, there's a number of films this year that we have that are by uh, first-time directors as well. So, um, But certainly uh, uh, Saim Sadiq, the uh, director of this, you know, um, it's sometimes for some films to go under the radar I can't and I think this is a film that uh, as you said won the uh, won the award but also um, you know for someone like myself who was fortunate enough to be at that festival um, is one of those films that people were just talking about uh, throughout the uh, the course of the festival and asking if people had a chance to see it yet and, you know I think it um, it's a really kind of beautiful uh, tapestry of like the culture of the, the spaceport shop but also the community and really, um, really wonderfully, like complex characters as well, uh, and looking at how you know cultural pressures and expectations kind of define um, their own sexual repression and expression ultimately as well. Joyland has definitely piqued my interest. Another film, Once Upon a Time in Calcutta. Once Upon in Calcutta, right? That's Once Upon a, a Time in Calcutta. Yes, yeah. uh, that's directed by Aditya Vikram. Yes, yes, it is, um, and that you know again is. Uh, um, this is a film that uh, actually one of our other programmers um, has responsibility for. So, um, but I think again, you know, it uh, kind of ties into that um, that element of you know, there's that fairy tale connotation in a Once Upon a Time, and um, but this is a film that really uh, boasts some like beautiful cinematography. Yes, uh, cinematographer um, was has played. Uh, sorry, has been responsible for some other films that played at the festival, like Winter Sleep, and uh, really atmospheric film um, has these like wonderful emotional depths to it as well while also using you know Calcutta as this uh, really evocative um, backdrop and not just backdrop but kind of character in the uh, in the film as well and like looks at how urban development and cultural people are reshaping that city and you know as we talked about I think that's another one that we kind of see uh, throughout a lot number of films in the festival this year is kind of the how uh, urbanization and development have really pushed some uh, traditional ways of life um, to the breaking point or to the uh, the brink of a, of a tipping point. It's beautiful. I did watch the trailer and Aditya Vikram Sengupta's film Once Upon a Time in Calcutta. As you said, the cinematography is really beautiful. The colors, just the juxtaposition between the backdrop and even the characters. I, I loved it. And this one as well has kind of, you know, got me interested. Now, uh, you know, Curtis, some films actually gain recognition after making the rounds of film festivals. So how do you think, uh, you know, WIF is giving a voice to the very talented and creative filmmaking world? Well, I think, you know, we've, uh, we've long prided ourselves on having a, a long, a large selection of um, Canadian-produced films in the festival. So, um, you know, we've seen last year, for instance, uh, Simla Havana, which won the Best Canadian Film Award at WIF. 
by Kavi Nabatkin, a Montreal-based uh, filmmaker. Um, that was a film that, you know, had played a little bit in the pandemic, um, but Diff really kind of proved to be a launching point for that. And I know I was talking to uh, someone who was handling uh, international festivals for that film and said after after the film won the award of Diff, you know, it suddenly opened a lot more doors for it. So I think there's that element of, uh, you know, some of those films that do score awards um, really kind of becoming more prominent on the uh, the international radar. But I think as well, you know, we are... Uh, Looking at travel restrictions easing, although travel complications are still there for anyone who's got on a flight recently. Um, but we'll have a lot more guests here in the city. So I think that it's uh, another important part to festivals is just those filmmakers from international um, uh, points of call or, or who've come to us from other corners of the globe being able to build a, uh, a, peer, a peer network with each other, with their Canadian contemporaries. Um, and really, you know, as these filmmakers continue out into the world, knowing that they uh, they kind of have these advocates they've established for, them, for themselves um, in the filmmaking community, in the greater filmmaking community. So I think that's all, you know, really how um, sometimes in really small ways a festival can make a, a really impactful change in a filmmaker's uh, life and career tra- trajectory. Now, Curtis, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a very tough question. Okay, now this is a question you don't ask a parent like, who is your favorite oh, child? No. <laughs> but here I am asking you, top of mind, your favorite top five films. Oh, top five. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is going to be pretty much off the top of my head because I didn't prepare for this. And it'll probably change if you ask me this afternoon as well. <laughs> but um, After Sun by, uh, by Charlotte Wells uh, was another film that I saw at Cannes. It may actually be sold out, so I, I, fear, I fear saying this, but it's a... That's a really beautiful film um, that, uh, you know, looks at a father-daughter relationship uh, in a really uh, kind of micro way, but I think a lot of people relate to it. Um, Rice Boy Sleeps by uh, Anthony Shim uh, is a Vancouver film, but also a, a South Korean co-production um, that, again, you know, draws a lot of specifics from, uh, from Anthony's own life as someone who moved to Canada from uh, Korea at a very young age, but I think, again, has a lot of universality to it in terms of um, the, the experiences that many immigrants have. Um, another one, uh, Decision to Leave by Park Chan-wook, I think is, uh, as someone who's a fan of neo-noirs or just noir, film noir, uh, it's like kind of a, a glorious uh, Hitchcockian uh, film writ large and um, really just this uh, beautifully cinematic piece that, uh, you know, for a filmmaker who's several decades into his career now, it still feels that he's finding new ways to express himself with the camera. Um, speaking of filmmakers for many decades into their careers, Jerzy uh, uh, Skolomowski, uh, Polish director, has a film called EO, which looks at a, a donkey's uh, kind of odyssey through, uh, through Europe. And it's a kind of really beautiful, simple story uh, with like six wonderful donkeys playing the one donkey on screen. Uh, very emotive, um, but... Uh, I think you, you see um, a kind of uh, the donkey in this serving as a mirror for, for humanity and how, uh, how humans conduct themselves. And it's a, it's a really lovely comic film. It's, uh, it's also a, a really, uh, uh, I think, um, engaging dramatic film as well and, and kind of a wonderful surprise. And then uh, Rodeo uh, by Loa Quiveron is uh, just one of those films that, like when you go to the theater. I think uh, someone talked about the new Top Gun film and how it was like the first time they've been in the theater and like you, you kind of like felt yourself shifting in the seat, you know, as the planes are flying and 
I think this film kind of does the same thing for uh, kind of underground uh, dirt bike racing in, in France. And it's like a really kinetic film, um, has a, like a lot of wonderful stunt work in it, and you, you just feel yourself engrossed in those moments. That's uh, a yet, great that's mix a you have there. Grounding it. That's a great mix you have there, Curtis. Uh, thank you so much for your time and all the best for tomorrow for uh, Vancouver International Film Festival in its 41st edition. You have a beautiful day and thank you once again for your time. All right. Thanks so much for having me. We were in conversation with Vancouver International Film Director, Festival Director of Programming, Curtis Velaschuk, and we were talking about all the exciting things happening this year at the Vancouver International Film Festival. It's back to more music.